I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, I have been having a great day. I got to say, today is Monday. You will be hearing this on Tuesday, but I got to say, well, it is Halloween as well. It's October 31st, but... And, and that's not why I'm having a good day. I just realized that myself, that today is Halloween. I, I could care less about Halloween. But here's the thing. I have had a rain day all day because it's been raining all day. So what I've been doing is I have been catching up on all of my snow contracts. I do a lot of residential snow contracts. Not a lot, but enough for me for sure. Enough for me. So I have just been following up on these. I've been getting them uh, signed, completed, sent back to the client so that they have a copy of the completed contract. And it's just been a really wonderful kind of quiet day, but it's, it's, I've been getting things done. So I feel really good because this stuff has been weighing on my mind as I've been out doing leaves all week long last week trying to get the work done while still trying to get the the actual business side done and so it's been tough and it's been a little bit stressful this year trying to get all the snow contracts out but i got as many out as i have right now and i've got a few more in the works which is good i've only got three really small commercial lots this year and uh, only one that needs salt so it's going to be a pretty light year for a ton of plowing for me as far as commercial goes. Last year, I lost, at the end of last year, I lost my bigger commercial account. Uh, a buddy of mine owned the building. He sold it and sold the business that he had in there. And so I lost that really lucrative uh, snow account, but that's okay. I lost it to a big, a big uh, contractor in the area. Um, and of course they, they switched when, when he sold the business, the new business that, that bought his business, uh, switched to a property management company. And of course they wanted me to estimate it. And so I did, but I, you know, I've, I've only dealt with individuals. I've never really dealt with property management companies and I am sure what they wanted was a seasonal price for snow rather than a per, purse, per push price for snow. And I'm also sure they were looking for the absolute rock bottom price. And that's just not me. I'm not going to offer the absolute rock bottom price for snow. I have all the liabilities. So I am pricing high. Well, in my market, what's high. And I mean, I talked to uh, Mike and Mike, Mike and Mikey from the Lawn Care Community Podcast. Shout out to those guys. They have a great podcast over there. But when I was down at the Equip Expo, we had some time to sit down and talk about snow contracts and things like that. And Mikey was saying that he, he's been getting like, 
I don't know, 1200 bucks for a driveway for a season for like eight pushes. And I'm like, that's crazy to me because in my market, like you're lucky to get 400 bucks for a, for a driveway for a season. And so the two markets are probably different. I mean, I'm sure there's some people here that would pay that, but not many. We have just a ton of guy, independent guys out here that run around that aren't insured that they don't, I mean, they just do it on the side in the winter with a straight blade plow. All they do is plow the driveway. And there was a guy that actually committed suicide in our area a couple years back. Uh, but before he, you know, did that, um, he was one of these guys that would go around and plow driveways. He would only charge $10 a driveway to plow it out. And he would get a ton of work because he was only charging 10 bucks to plow out a driveway. However, he was only doing the driveway. He never got out of the truck, never had to get out, never had to shovel anything. And so, that was okay for him, but there's a lot of guys like that in my area. And so it's difficult to get a good high price for driveways because these guys are running around charging 10, maybe 15, 20 bucks for a driveway per push. It's so tough. So I really try to market myself as being very reliable, very, um, very, I don't want to say on time because each snowstorm is different, but uh, very reliable. You can count on me to be there to get your driveway cleared within 24 hours. You don't have to call me and say, Hey, I need my driveway plowed. You don't need to call me for that. We are going to set up a seat. You're paying a seasonal price so that as soon as it's done snowing, I'm out working and your driveway is just in the list and it will get done within 24 hours. And so I really try to market myself that way. And it's, it's a little difficult. I'm not going to lie to get clients here at the prices that I'm charging, which is 375 to 400, sometimes more than that, uh, per driveway and sidewalks. People do not want to pay for that. And so, because there's these guys that they can find, they call their neighbors and whoever and, and things like that. But I got to tell you, there is a risk for these clients. And I try to tell them this, if they express to me that they're going to go with somebody cheaper, you know, that charges like 10 bucks for their driveway. Uh, I try to tell them this story. A client of mine uses a buddy of his and still uses a buddy of his, which I don't understand why, but he does. So this buddy has a plow. Okay. And he, this client of mine told this story. It's a lawn client. He doesn't use me for snow. He just uses me for the lawn. And he told me the story of this buddy who was plowing his driveway and he, he made a mistake and peeled his, his garage door open like a can. And he he said this buddy of his just left, cleared the driveway and left, never told him about the garage door. My client found this garage door and had to call him. And th this buddy of his wasn't going to pay to fix it. And of course, 
he's charging ten dollars a driveway. He's not gonna. He he doesn't have insurance for snow. If he did, he'd have to charge a lot more, because uh, us contractors we know how much we're paying for insurance, and to to have insurance to plow snow is very expensive, and so this guy obviously didn't have insurance. And really what happened is my client basically forced him to fix this door. And I'm sure that this client probably made absolutely no money that that snow season because of this one thing that he damaged on this customer's property. So as us as contractors, when we think about doing snow, we have to charge appropriately for our market and and get the money that we have to have to make because we have to factor in all this stuff. If we do make a mistake, because mistakes happen, it's slippery when we're out there plowing snow. It's a dangerous game that we play. And yes, we can go slow and we can take our time, but still accidents happen. And so we have to carry this insurance as contractors or we're going to be out of business. So we have to do, we have to charge appropriately. So in my market, I think I'm for driveways, I'm pretty much at the top end. Now, every year I am raising that price a little bit at a time. So hopefully I can get that price up, you know, 400, 500 bucks a driveway per season. It just depends. Your market you might be able to get $1,000, $2,000 a season for a driveway. You might be able to do that in your market. Here where I'm at, we're kind of a depressed area, and we we don't get that much money for a driveway. It's just it's the nature of the beast because we get so much snow here that people don't want to pay top dollar to get it removed because it is, you know, I mean, we'd get about eight clearings uh, if, if you have a two inch trigger, we get about eight clearings a season, which I mean, for some of you, that's going to be average for some of you, that's going to be a lot for others. That's going to be really low, like Minnesota. That's probably going to be really low, but here in Michigan, that's about the average. Sometimes we get 12. And if that's the case, because all of my contracts are made out to do eight pushes a season again, because that's the average. So uh, if we get more than that, then in the contract, it states that you'll be charged per push uh, after we meet that quota. So it, it is what it is. But anyway, guys, that's not really what I wanted to talk about today. Today, I wanted to talk about adding new services to your business. I'm going through this right now. I'm, I'm kind of dipping my toe in the water, shall we say, and trying to to figure out how to add a new service or two to my business to where I can cut back on the mowing because mowing is so labor intensive. I, I, I would like to cut back on the mowing, still do some mowing, just cut back and add in some other things. And what I'm thinking of adding in is some tractor work. When I say tractor work, I'm talking brush hogging. I'm talking driveway renovations. I'm talking, uh, like cleanups, like with a, a grapple bucket, you know, if somebody has a tree that comes down or 
if they, if they want like uh, a brushy area cleared or whatever, um, I have that grapple bucket. I can just move it off somewhere uh, and and charge appropriately for that. And I've talked to several people who say that that's a really lucrative area of business to get into. And so I'm looking at it. I'm kind of dipping my toe in. So what I've done up to this point to try to to see what, what kind of market is in my area for this type of work is I've actually added a page to my website that, uh, that shows, you know, it's a brush, it's the brush hogging thing. So it's all the information that I can give about brush hogging. And that's all I've added so far. I haven't added the driveway renovations page yet. Uh, but just trying to put, dip my toe in the water to see if I can drum up any sort of interest or business before I actually get the equipment. And some of you might say, well, that's dumb. You need to get the equipment and the business will follow. That's not necessarily true. So I I don't want to throw down $30,000 for a tractor and then not have any business because I you can buy equipment all day long. That doesn't mean you're going to get business. Something that I just thought of as I was talking here is that I need to add the brush hogging uh, to the list of things on my Google, my business listing. I hadn't even, that didn't even cross my mind until I was sitting here talking. So I've got to do that. I'm going to do that right after this podcast, actually. Uh, Google My Business is one of the best ways you can get clients. So you've got to add your services there. If if they're not there, you're going to have a hard time getting more clients. So I've got to add that in. So this is what I'm thinking about lately. I've been doing a lot of research on tractors, on equipment. Uh, I've been going between a Ventrac. If you know what a Ventrac is, or if you don't know what a Ventrac is, uh, instead of having the implements in the back of your tractor, the implements on a Ventrac are out front and the, the Ventrac articulates in the middle and you can put two sets of tires on the front and back. So it's very stable on slopes and hills. My buddy, Cameron Duncan, Cameron Duncan, uh, with the lawn care life in Missouri. Uh, he's on YouTube. He also has a podcast. Um, he has a Ventrac and he's been talking to me a lot about his experience with it, trying to kind of convince me and push me that direction. And I get it. I've been asking him a lot of questions about it, about the longevity of the machine, um, which he hasn't been able to answer some of those questions because he hasn't had his for too terribly long. But, you know, just trying to get as much information as possible on this Ventrac machine, because I don't know a whole lot about it. And then also researching tractors, researching all that I can on the size tractor that I want, the brand that I want, or what brand is in my area and, and, and searching implements and actually how to do the work. So it's been a really, it's been a fun time in my business and my life, but it's also been kind of stressful because I do want to expand into this type of work. However, it's all contingent on the amount of interest I get in the services. So 
it it all depends. And I know there's a lot of money to be made in it, but I also know that I'm in a, a very agricultural based area. So there's a lot of farms around me. There's a lot of farmers. And if you know farmers, you know that they don't have much of a problem lending out a small tractor with a brush hog to a neighbor for them to brush hog an area or whatever. And so that's something that's in the back of my mind. Like, are people going to hire me to brush hog property for them when they can just call up their neighbor neighborhood farmer and possibly have him do it? or borrow a tractor and do it themselves. So I've got all this stuff going through my head. And that's why I'm kind of looking at the, the driveway renovation thing as well, because brush hogging in my area could be hit or miss. I don't know. I, I am going to be advertising to a larger area for that type of work rather than just a small radius like lawn care because you're not going to get a ton of work in one small area for brush hogging. You need to expand that out. And so that's what I'm doing with that. Um, I've also thought of even creating a brand new business entity, a new enterprise with its own website, its own business name, all that stuff so that it's separated from my lawn care business. However, my lawn care business already has traction on Google. It already has the traction on Google My Business. It already has traction on social media. And so I want to utilize that traction that I've already got from eight years in business to to push forward these new services. So I'm not sure that I'm going to go the new website way. I think I might just keep it under the Lansing Lawn Service umbrella, but it it just depends. Uh, I could pull a Mitchell Gordy. If you haven't heard, Mitchell Gordy is going to rename his, his lawn care business to Mythco, something like that. And it's an acronym for something. I don't remember what it's for, but he's going into more tractor services. Now I'm not going into it, because of Mitchell Gordy, I have already been thinking about this since, gosh, since the spring of this year, because my body has just been worn out. I've been tired. I'm, I'm worn out. I'm worn down. I'm sore all the time. I've got to change something up. And so I really want to transition into more work that is machine-based rather than me physically doing the bodily work. You know what I'm saying? Like trimming and push mowing and all that stuff, blowing things off, things like that. And so that's why I'm looking at the tractor work. However, if it doesn't, if it turns out that there's not much interest in it, in, in, in that type of business around where I'm at, then I'm going to have to look somewhere else. I'm going to have to find another area, another niche where I can get in, where I fit in. And it, it's tough. It's, it's a tough thing to kind of, to, to, uh, get into a new service type of thing. Because when I got into business for lawn care, I started all of my business out on Craigslist. Craigslist at that time was free. You could post an ad on there for free. And I had a lot of success on Craigslist getting new clients And that's how I grew my business. I've had most of my clients since the beginning. 
And so I've had very few turnover. The, the most turn, turnover that I've had is when I let customers go. So I've brought new ones on, but the ones that have been with me have stayed with me and they really appreciate my services. And I really appreciate them. But at some point I've got to cut back because like I said, my body is just not handling it. So I'm working on trying to figure out the pricing structure and all sorts of things for adding a new business venture, a new business entity into my already existing services. And so it's been a trying bit of time here. I've been thinking about this for a long time, but over the last, I don't know, four weeks or so, I've really been searching hard and and researching hard on tractor work and things like that. So that's where I'm at right now with business and trying to to get into this new this new area of business and I'm trying to get a toehold because I see I see guys like Mitchell Gordy who is like doing driveway after driveway with his tractor that he got and I'm kind of jealous like wow man you are really killing it out there in in North Carolina but he's in North Carolina I'm in Michigan our roads here are crap. All right. And so people get used to that. And so what are they going to do with their driveway? Their driveway is going to be crap. And, and they don't want to, we have high taxes here. So people aren't going to want to spend extra money to get that driveway graded more than, you know, once every 10 years or whatever. And so I'm thinking about all of this as I'm trying to get a foothold, a toehold in this new sort of industry with tractor work, even though I don't have a tractor yet. So I, I, that's what I've been doing. And it's, it's been a crazy couple of weeks with lots of research. But if you guys have any advice for me at all, on tractors, on things like that, on getting into brush hogging, how to advertise, how to get into driveway renovations. If you're hearing this and you have any input advice at all, please send me a message on Facebook at Aaron Sutter or send me a message on Instagram at Lansing Lawn Service because I want to know. This is part of my research here. I know this is kind of a strange episode here on the podcast, not giving a whole lot of details, but uh, that it's just where I'm at right now, just trying to feel out this new area in business. And I can tell you that I'm really leaning hard right now towards a bad boy tractor, you know, the bad boy mower brand. Well, they also have tractors and they're actually kind of rebranded, um, if you've heard of a TYM tractor, they're kind of the same thing. The bad boy tractor is kind of a TYM tractor. And so they have the same engine. It has a Cummins diesel engine, which is really nice. And the, the Ventrac and the bad boy tractor, the Ventrac, just the tractor, no attachments at all, runs about $30,000 or maybe a little bit more. It just depends. The tractor with a loader and a cab 
So a climate-controlled cab is the same price as a Ventrac. So I'm really torn because while the Ventrac could be more versatile in some areas, the tractor would keep me out of the heat. It would also keep me out of the dust, and it could be used in the winter as well for snow. I could subcontract for a larger company, use put a put a big box loader on the front, and use this tractor for snow. So it, it just depends on what I can get into. So I'm torn between the two because I know the Ventrac could be very versatile on hills, in ditches, things like that, where places where a tractor, traditional tractor, could not go. So I'm torn, but I am really leaning pretty hard towards just a normal tractor because of the price and because it has that climate-controlled cab. And I think that would be something that's something I really got to look at. Uh, If I went without the cab, the tractor, the traditional tractor with a loader would be far cheaper, far less expensive than just the Ventrac tractor itself. The Ventrac attachments that I would want, like they have a tough cut mower deck um, that runs about 10 grand. So you're looking at another 10 grand on top of the 30, 30 grand for just to be able to use that machine to do work. So you're looking at $40,000 just to be able to use that machine for work with the tractor. I could get a tractor without a cab and a loader for around, I think it's, no, oh, what was it? 24, 24,000, 25,000. The, um, then with a five foot brush hog, if I were to buy that, that would be another $2,000. So that'd be at like 29. And then I could get a box blade for the back for renovating driveways. And that would be less than a thousand dollars. So I would be in all in with everything I need with the tractor if I didn't have the cab for the same price that I would pay for just the Ventrac tractor. And that's what I'm really struggling with. It's a, it's a lot about price here because 40000 for a specialized machine that could get into some places that a regular tractor couldn't get, but it's the, the Ventrac is at least 10 grand more than the tractor with all the implements that I would need to make great money. And so that's, I'm kind of torn there with that price difference. That's a big deal to me. So, and plus a tractor, then you could use it like you could rent it out. If, if you needed to rent it out, you could rent it out to people for like $2,000 a day and they could use it on their farm or whatever, and they could use their attachments that they have, their implements that they have, whether it's, you know, a hay bind or whatever, they could use that tractor for that. So I could make money and not even have, have to be working with the tractor. So there's a lot of different things that I could do with the tractor that I couldn't do with the Ventrac. And there's a lot of things that I could do with a Ventrac that I couldn't necessarily do with a tractor. But there, there, I mean, you can get a lot of attachments for a tractor and there are a lot of attachments for the Ventrac. So it's just, it's, it really comes down to the types of work you can do, 
with each machine and the price. That's really what it comes down to. And uh, that's why I'm leaning really hard towards a traditional tractor. So that's kind of where I am right now with the business guys. That's been kind of the last couple of weeks for me, just really studying hard on these different types of work. So if you guys have any experience with tractor work like this, like I'm talking about, whether you use a Ventrac or a traditional tractor, please send me a message. Let me know what you're using, what, what you're doing with your tractor, uh, how you're making money with it. Uh, I would really love to know that. So again, you can message me at Aaron Lansing or Aaron Sutter on Facebook, or you can message me on Instagram at Lansing Lawn Service. I would really like to know if you're if you're using a tractor in your business, how you're using it, what ki kinds of work you're doing with it. That's something that I would really love to know. So guys, that's it for this episode. I know this was kind of a strange one, not giving a whole lot of details here, just kind of having a discussion with myself, but I love to keep you guys updated on what's going on in my business, what I'm thinking, what I'm trying to move towards. And so with that, I wanted to do this episode and just clue you guys in on what's going on in my business. So there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it was helpful for you. Maybe you've been thinking about getting into tractor work and you're going through the same struggles that I'm going through with just trying to compare the two things and, and trying to to really understand what you can do with, with different equipment. So that's it for this episode, guys. I really hope this was helpful for you, and I hope it was kind of entertaining. And as always, guys, I will see you in the next episode.